Thanks for checking out the Renew Life Church podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that today's message encourages you. Well, good morning, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day today in this rainy day in Midland. Uh, I'm a raging Cajun from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, born and raised there, LSU Tiger. Uh, Oh, we got somebody who's anointed in the house today. Uh, I I told Braden yesterday, he said, are you a big Tiger fan? I said, well, uh, when, when you travel around and everybody knows that you're from Baton Rouge, whenever the Tigers lose, I get like 100 text messages. So I have to be a fan because I don't want them to lose and hear from people all over the country here like, man, LSU stinks now. And uh, so uh, it's good to be here today. Five years ago, my wife and I moved to Dallas, Texas, where uh, I traveled from there all over America for a season, and now we're a part of Gateway Church there, and just so blessed uh, to be in that house and a part of that church, and it's good to be here on behalf of Pastor Robert and the elders there, and uh, God is doing some amazing things here. Do you know that? Uh, Renew Life Church is an amazing church, and the presence of God is in this place, and uh, there is a lot of places that just dream about having the type of presence of God that is here week in and week out from what I understand, but I I felt it today. How many of you felt the presence of God as we were worshiping today? Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap for that. Uh, I'm I'm flying semi-solo today as well. My wife had a previous trip planned for this weekend. She normally travels with me, and uh, I want them to put up a picture of her. I want to introduce her. She's not with me today. That's my wife, Amy. And she is my better half, and she keeps me in line. And, uh, and I need a lot of that. So she has her work cut out for her. And uh, I come from a big family. There's six kids, and everybody's got a bunch of kids. So I want them to put up all the nephews and nieces in the stock still. Yeah, this was about two months ago at the Bethany Conference. And uh, they were all happy for the most part, except that one right there. Uh, Ansley, she, she wasn't doing too good at the moment, but they're all super cute. They're a bunch of little blonde hair, blue-eyed, toe-head, stock-steel grandkids, and uh, they're just, they're all my favorite. I just love them all. But that's kind of a little bit of my background. I come from four generations of preachers on my dad's side and four genera- uh, three generations of preachers on my mom's side, so my family tree officially looks like a pulpit. And... Uh, <laughs> You, you have a hard time in the stock still family doing anything but ministry. It's kind of like gravity. You just get sucked in, and uh, before you know it, you're preaching. And uh, I thought when I was 16 that I may want to go into politics, and I worked at the state capitol there in Baton Rouge for a few years, and I had all kind of grand plans, and by 19, I was preaching. And so I've been preaching. I'm 39 now, and I've been preaching 20 years of my life. And it is just the greatest honor and privilege of my life to speak the Word of God and to be able to speak for the Lord and say what the Spirit is saying. Uh, The Lord uses me a lot in prophetic ministry. And really, uh, maybe you're not familiar with that term, prophetic ministry. And what the prophetic ministry does is it reveals the heart of Jesus 
to a church, to a person, to a group. And so that's really what I'm here today to do, is to reveal the heart of Jesus for Renew Life Church. And it's such an honor to be asked by Pastor Braden to be here on your fifth anniversary. If today is your first day, maybe you don't even know it, today is the fifth anniversary of Renew Life Church. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. And uh, I, I was talking to Rick before, and he was telling me he was here even before Renew Life actually took form. How many of you have been here since the beginning of Renew Life Church? Okay, I see a lot of hands. Uh, how many of you ha have been here less than one year? Let me see your hand. Wow, look at that. Well, you have found an amazing church. And part of traveling over the last uh, six years or so, I have traveled really seven years to over 300 churches. And let me just tell you, you're at an amazing one. Uh, I go to churches of all sizes and all sorts and uh, some churches you go to, you, you can't wait till the plane leaves. And then there's other churches like this one where you just say, hey, if I lived here, this is where I will go to church. And uh, I just love what God is doing here. I, I want to just share a word with you from Nehemiah chapter 3. And th this is not going to be a teaching. Uh, I, this is not going to be... Uh, a point-by-point, line-by-line, precept-by-precept teaching. Today is going to be more of a prophetic word, like I mentioned a moment ago, because I believe after praying this week and then getting to be around some of the amazing people on the staff yesterday and driving around, seeing your offices and seeing land and coming by here and just kind of getting a feel for this community, I, I believe there are some important things the Lord wants me to to say today that pertain to where we are and where we're going as a church. And uh, this chapter, Nehemiah chapter 3, they are building the wall. And as they build that wall, they're, they're taking on what many thought was an impossible task, and yet they were able to do it quickly and they were able to do it effectively. And the work that God has done here at Renew Life Church has been a quick and an effective work. And every one of you sitting here today are proof of that and what God is doing here. But when they began to rebuild this wall, one of the things that had happened, the Babylonians had burned the gates and they had taken down the gates and they had to put the gates back in. And, and there was 10 different gates that they had to set back in the city in order for it to be secure. And uh, today... Uh, thankfully for you and for me and everybody, we're not going to talk about all 10 gates. We're just going to cover a few of them. And everybody kind of goes, ah. Uh, 10 gates would be a lot. And uh, Steve was talking earlier about Paul talking till midnight. It might take us a long time to do that. But I just want to highlight a few of these gates to, to really reveal the heart of God. And the, the first gate I want to highlight is what they called the fish gate. And uh, that fish gate was there, if you're kind of a student of the word in verse 3, uh, the fish gate was set up. And the fish gate is where they would bring fish from the Mediterranean, fresh fish, into the city of Jerusalem. And it was a Mediterranean diet there. They ate a lot of fish. And so they had a gate that was specific. It's where the seafood market was. 
and I'm from Louisiana, and we're known for seafood and crawfish etouffee and all these different things, so I know a little bit about seafood, and, and the seafood gate was the fish gate, but what the real meaning of that was is fish, Jesus said to the disciples, I will make you fishers of men, and fish always speak of souls, and I believe that the Lord wants to release and affirm that his mission for Renew Life Church is souls. The number one mission, the number one priority. Matter of fact, you may be here today and you need to know the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to give you an opportunity at the end of this service to receive the Lord in your heart because the number one mission of the local church is to reach souls. And sometimes that can get turned where the, the point of the church is just to take care of the members or to build a new building or, or to give the, the pastor a place to preach and, and re release what is in his heart. But all that is good, but the number one purpose of the church is souls. And I believe that God has placed this deep in the DNA of Renew Life Church and is only going to release that and expand that more is that souls would be the primary focus of Renew Life Church. And I believe we're going to see an acceleration Sunday after Sunday, year after year, of the number of people who come in and give their life to Jesus. Because there are people from this area, there are people from all over this region and really all over the world that come here that need the gospel. I sat yesterday on the plane next to a man who was flying in here for a job and he was lost. He's a fish that needs to come into the kingdom of God. And I just was praying, Lord, let him come to Renew Life Church and hear the message of life and grace and love, feel your presence, and realize that Jesus is the only way. And I just believe that that's going to happen more and more. How many of you believe that with me, that this would be a place where souls would come and be saved? The second gate that I believe pertains to what God wants to do here is called the valley gate. The valley gate. And I think about Psalms chapter 23, verse 4, when David said, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know, the valley always is associated with the low places. And I believe that this is going to be a house that reaches people who are in the lowest place of their life, the destitute, the desperate, the addicted, those who have been through relational pain, those who have been abused, all the things that happen in life that can get us in a, val a valley of, of poverty, bankruptcy, a lost dream, shattered dreams. I know this is a place where people come to pursue great dreams of wealth, and it can also be like a graveyard of dreams. And I believe this house is going to be a house that says to every person who is down and destitute and out, whether they're down and out or up and out, but they're in a low place in their life, come into this house and receive the freedom of the Holy Spirit Receive the life-giving spirit that's here and let God bring you to the mountaintop where you can begin to soar on wings as eagles. I believe there's some of you here today, you're in a valley. And I don't know what's happened in your life. Maybe you recently went through a breakup or a divorce or 
Maybe you've been battling with a chronic illness. We don't have time today. My testimony, I've battled for 23 years with kidney failure. I've been a kidney dialysis patient. In fact, this morning on the way here, I saw a Fresenius Medical Center where they do dialysis three times a week. And I know that whole world very well. And it's been a long battle for me. And I've known some deep valleys in the midst of that battle. And I, I wish I could tell you that my life has been perfect and I just have just kind of floated along doing the work of God. But man, I've, I've had to fight in my life and I know what it's like to be in the valley. And I can just tell you, this is a place for people who have been through the valley to come and to be lifted up and encouraged and strengthened and built up. And God is going to use many of you sitting in here today who have come here and you were in the valley, but now God's lifted you out of the valley. He's going to use you to lift others out of the valley. And he's going to put a new purpose in your heart that goes beyond just your life and going to the grocery store and dropping the kids off at soccer practice and all those things that we do. But he's going to actually put people in your life who need the encouraging word in your mouth, that need support. And, and you may say, well, I hadn't been to Bible school or I hadn't been to seminary or I haven't memorized a thousand verses in the Bible. All you need is just a kind word to begin to build somebody back up. I see that as a part of what God's doing in this house is people are going to come through the valley gate and renew life and they're going to find freedom, they're going to find encouragement, they're going to find grace and they're going to find life in this place. The third gate, and this is probably my favorite gate, is the fountain gate. The fountain gate. And that doesn't need a lot of explanation, but I believe that there is a river of God that's flowing in this house. I believe there is a stream of the presence of God that flows here, that people who are thirsty, people who are dry, people who have been in religious places, people who have been broken down by wrong mindsets and perspectives, they're going to come here and they're going to drink of the life-giving water that is flowing in this house. You know, recently I was preaching on the river, and when you stu I was studying rivers, and I was studying the Mississippi River because I lived right there on the Mississippi River my whole life in Baton Rouge. But a, a river doesn't just come up out of the ground. A fountain comes up out of the ground, but, but a river has to gain strength before it becomes officially a river. And I was studying the river, and, and, and I was studying the Mississippi River and the fountainhead of it all the way up in Lake Itasca and even before Lake Itasca in Minnesota where it bubbles up out of the ground and becomes a stream. And, and, and the fountainhead is Jesus, and, and he begins to manifest his presence, and something begins to flow. But then there's another part of the river, and that is that we don't ever hear about or think about other streams that come and join together that cause the river to become bigger and more powerful. And I, I studied and I found out that there are 7,000 streams that make the Mississippi River the Mississippi River. And, and what God does when he begins to bring a church like Re Renew Life together, when he starts putting a community like this together, he starts looking for streams that will join together and come in unity and form a powerful river. And that river becomes the central 
figure of an area and, and people from all over can come because that river brings life and it brings commerce and it, 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 it brings all sorts of things. And, and God has a specific assignment on every person that's here that as they walk with the Lord and as they stir up their spirit and pray and worship God, they become a stream that adds to the fountainhead of what God's doing here. And renew life becomes a huge river that people know about that they can come and be refreshed and renewed and receive of the presence of God. No, this is not a run-of-the-mill, average, ordinary place. This is a supernatural place. The Bible says of Ezekiel's river, everywhere that river flows, it brings life. And I believe the fountain gate is for those who are dry and thirsty. Maybe their life has not fallen apart like some who have come through the valley gate. And maybe they're not completely lost like some who have come through the fish gate. They're just thirsty for more of God. I tell you, I don't want to ever come to a place where I'm not more thirsty for God. I don't ever want to come to a place where I don't need the river of God. I don't ever want to come to a place in my spiritual walk where I feel so secure in where I'm at that I don't feel like I need the life-giving water that flows from the throne of God. It's no accident that we as humans need water more than anything else. Isn't it funny how even when we wake up in the morning, doctors will tell us that we're slightly dehydrated. Just from sleeping, we get dehydrated. And your spirit needs life. And I'm here to tell you, maybe you went to church in the past and you just kind of fell off because there really wasn't a river there, so there was nothing satisfying to you. But, but maybe today's your first day or you've been coming a little bit on and off. I'm here to tell you, there's a river of life that's flowing here. And if you'll come, you'll drink and you'll receive and everything in your life will begin to flourish as you get planted by the riverbanks here at Renew Life. And God will begin to do miracles in your life as you come through the fountain gate. What's another one of these gates? There was another gate called the horse gate. And the horse gate really speaks to us of warfare. And yesterday, as I was praying, I felt the Lord say that this church has got to enter into a new place of spiritual warfare. Maybe you don't even know what that is, but that has to do with prayer and intercession. And, and I believe there's going to be a new spirit of prayer. And I believe there are going to be many of you that are going to be raised up as intercessors. And God is going to begin to, to reveal things to you and put things on your heart. And you're going to begin to cover this house in prayer. You're going to begin to cover your pastors. You're going to begin to cover your leaders. You're going to begin to cover every aspect of Renew Life Church. Because you know what? We're in a battle and that battle is being fought in the spirit realm. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We don't fight against people, even though a lot of times we feel like it and people get attitudes and do things and cut us off and take our parking place, and we feel like we're wrestling with people. But our warfare is in the spirit realm. And I believe there's a new level of warfare that's coming to this house. It's a a spirit of war. It's not a spirit of striving, but it's a spirit of war in the spirit that says we're going to take ground in the spirit so that we can see that ground taken in the natural. No matter how great our systems are and 
how great of books and resources and all the things that are available to us now. The church is in a dearth of people who know how to war in the Spirit. God is going to begin to teach people here. He's going to begin to give a prophetic anointing to people who are going to wake up in the night and know things. As Pastor Braden was talking about, you're just going to know things and you're going to know that it's for you to pray. The final gate I want to highlight is the inspection gate. That was the final gate we see at the very end of the chapter, all the way down in verse 31. The last gate was the inspection gate, and that's where I want to finish today in our time together. The inspection gate is the place where things are inspected. Inspection, I believe, speaks of leadership because leadership is always called to a higher level. We live in a day where leadership is no longer associated with integrity, honor, purity. Even in the church, sadly, leadership is most, mostly associated now with scandal or greed or immorality. And I believe there's something very special that God is doing here because of the purity of the leadership of this house. There is a purity here. There, there is a transparency. There is a spirit to be submitted to overseers who are godly men of God. And this is a place where there's safety and there's security because there's been inspection. And I believe we've had too many Lone Rangers preachers who start up churches and have no spiritual oversight or government. They're not accountable to anybody. And we've paid the price for that in the church today. We've lost influence. Maybe you're here today and church leadership in your mind is synonymous with all the things that I've mentioned and maybe even much worse. But I'm here to tell you that there's been an inspection of this house. Your pastor is a man under authority, and that's why he has authority. And I, I think it goes beyond just the leadership here. I believe God wants many of you who he's called to take the role of a leader to step forward and say, I'm willing to have my life inspected by someone else. I'm willing to submit my life to what God wants to do through me. I'm willing to prepare myself to get my family and my life and my finances and the areas of my life that need to be in godly order in place so that I can be used as a carrier of the vision in this house. The inspection gate was a place where the military would come before they would march out to battle. The place where they said, hey, is everything in order? Because we're going out to conquer, and we've got to make sure that things are right. And whenever God begins to raise up a church like he's raising up Renew Life, when God begins to put his favor upon a church, when he begins to give exposure to the community and leadership to a church, 
There always comes responsibility with that. There comes warfare, and that's what we talked about a minute ago with the horse gate, but there also comes responsibility because more eyes are watching, more is at stake, the more God grows a ministry. And like you see here today, this place is packed out with people, and that's only going to continue, and, and God's going to begin to give even more avenues and venues and buildings. And as he does that, there's a responsibility upon the leadership and upon upon the membership of this house, that wherever you go, you're being inspected. When people find out you go to renew life, they're going to see. Not just, not just are you living a life without sin. We're not just talking about sin, but little things like, do you put your buggy in the place where it goes in the parking lot, or do you just kind of give it a shove and get in your car and hope it doesn't hit another vehicle? <laughs> Inspection. Are we willing to take our lives further into the light instead of, well, you know, I kind of keep to myself and do my thing and stay over here instead of saying, no, I want to be inspected because I want to be used. I believe there's something inside of every one of us that wants to be used by God. What a beautiful story of that 76-year-old lady who got up this morning and just thought, is God done with me? And God loved her so much that he gave Pastor Braden a word that just spoke to her heart. God's not done. If you're still here on planet Earth, God's not done with you. I can't tell you in my battle with kidney failure, I've had over 100 operations. I've been in the hospital more times than you can count. But I've known something deep down through it all when doctors have said, you got six weeks to live. And I've known God's not done with me. I don't know what, I don't know how, I can't figure all that out. I just know he's not done with me. If you're sitting here this morning under the sound of my voice, God has a purpose for you. But you're not ever going to be able to fulfill that purpose if you don't step forward into the light and say, hey, I'm willing to be inspected. I'm willing to let somebody else look at my life and speak into my life and develop me and disciple me and release me into the ministry that God has for me. These are just some things that I see God doing here at Renew Life. These are some things that, that maybe one or two or all of them have resonated in your heart today at this 1115 service. Because the heart of God is to use this ministry to touch this whole region. In fact, I don't believe Midland, Odessa will be the same because of Renew Life Church. And Renew Life Church is not a building. It's not a person. It's all of you. You're all called to this great work. That wall that Nehemiah built took everybody. Nehemiah didn't go out there as a superstar with a big sledgehammer and, and his thing and do his thing and build it. No, he couldn't do that. It took every person from the priest to the businessmen, the merchants, even the servants. Everybody had to be involved to build that wall. And I believe it's going to take every one of you. 
You're not just here by accident. You're not here just to sit and come or to check a box and say, yeah, I went to church once a month. No, you're here to be a part of something amazing that God is doing. It's been going on for five years, but the best is yet to come for Renew Life Church. I just speak it and prophesy it today. Great things are ahead. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at RenewLifeChurch.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Also, our app is available for download so that you can stay up to date. Again, we are so glad you joined us. If you're in the Midland Odessa area, we invite you to come be our guest at one of our services. Have a great day, and we hope to see you soon.